thank you for your continued work in our lives and Lord just as we have seen you are able you are able and Lord just never forget you there's there's nothing to stop you God you are Lord and we worship you and praise you and and see the evidence of that every day we see it in our our events and our projects we see it in this church Lord and God we ask that you continue to work that miracle inside of our hearts each time Lord, may we speak with you what we have spoken here just weeks, Lord, today. May you continue, God, to change us and transform us through the power of your word. And, Lord, may we become more and more like you. So, Lord, fill us up, Holy Spirit. Lord, set a passion, Lord, in our hearts for you. And we anoint this time, and we ask it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Well, I read about this justifying his not coming to church he said to the pastor i never go to church perhaps you've noticed that yes said the pastor i have well said this wealthy man the reason i don't go to church is that there are so many hypocrites there oh don't let that keep you away said the pastor smiling he said there is always room for one more Well, sometimes we make those excuses for not going to church, and and sometimes we blame the church, sometimes we blame the people. But you know what? Sometimes, brethren, sometimes the church isn't really being who they should be. Well, today we start a brand new study here in the book of 1 Corinthians. And here, right off the bat, we find that this church here, the Corinthian church, is far from perfect. So Paul the Apostle, he begins to write to the Corinthian church to get these believers back on track. So I titled our message this morning, The Not-So-Perfect Church. The Not-So-Perfect Church. We're going to be studying 1 Corinthians chapter 1 from verse 1 through 17, about uh, a little halfway or half of this chapter here. 1 Corinthians 1, 1 through 17. And our outline today, and this is this is what we're going to see, is number one, they are very connected. Number one, very connected. Number two, very equipped. This church is very equipped. But thirdly, we're going to see they're very divided. Very divided. So here's this not so perfect church. 1 Corinthians 1, and we're going to begin with number one in our outline, very connected. This church is very connected. Take a look with me here now. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 1. It says, Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother. Let's stop right there. Now we begin here with the writer, Paul the apostle. Paul is writing this book. This book of the Bible, we call it, is really this ancient letter, or if you look above your Bibles, it says the epistle right, to the Corinthians. Epistle, another word for letter. So this is actually a letter. It's a very long letter, 15 chapters long, but Paul is actually writing to the Corinthians here, and we're going to see that in a moment, but these ancient letters start out with the person who wrote the author of this letter. So it says Paul, Paul, and then he 
he's in the city of Ephesus right now, and he's writing this letter around 55 A.D. He's about 25 years old or 20 years after Christ died on the cross and rose again. And so Paul is writing to this church now. Now, you have to understand, on Paul's second missionary journey in the book of Acts, he did three missionary journeys, Paul, on the second, came to the city of Corinth, back in Cana, as I mentioned, and there he witnessed and shared Jesus, and a church was planted there. He actually stayed there one year and a half and continued to disciple and all, and then he left them in charge, and he went on in his journey. So here's Paul now writing to these guys. God had established this church, and as Paul says here in verse 3, to the church of God. Truly, God has established this church. And that's something to remember, that God established churches. And here, even though this church had problems, it is God who has established it. So Paul writes to this church, and he describes the believers there. He says, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus. Now, the word sanctified is a biblical word. We've come across that before. It means to be set apart. It means to be made holy. Or when we talk about our sanctification as believers, we're talking about how God is making us more godly and more holy or like into the image of Jesus Christ. So he's saying, hey, to you guys who've been sanctified, who are being made godly here, to you guys, I'm writing. To you guys who've been made sanctified in Christ Jesus. And then notice he says, called to be saints. Now, the word saint in the New Testament is really the describing Christian. In our mind, we may think that, oh, saints are, are those guys who are, are saved and saved to the level of death. You know, in our mind, that is Christian right there. Well, in, you know, or, or you, you know, you think of people that live really saintly. Or you think about the Catholic Church, how they canonize, you know, St. Gregory for Vivian, the Blessed Holy Grail. And you have this, all these rules, right? They witness and they become saints. But here, did you know, when Paul writes about in, in the New Testament, when he says, hey, you guys are saints, what he's talking about is that the church, that they're believers in the Lord. That's biblical terms. That's what a saint is. Someone who has been sanctified, who has been made holy, who has, and we'll talk about this in a minute, who has been placed in that position of being righteous before the Lord. That is what Paul is talking about here. So he's describing these believers who have been set apart, who are being made godly, they're saints. And then these Corinthian believers have been sanctified, he says, and they can, look at the end of verse 3, with all who in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. You guys, just like every other believer, you guys are with us. You guys are with all the believers there. That they, they are along with these other Christians who called on Jesus in the name. And that's what their, your Lord is, that's what their Lord is, that's what our Lord is. We're all under Jesus Christ. So Paul writes to the believers in the Corinthian church who are, we're all connected with. We're all together with. We're all tithing. We've all come as saints. We're all sanctified. We're in Christ of God. We're all saints in Jesus Christ. And so we're connected because we believe in the name of Jesus to be saved. John Phillips, in his commentary, wrote, We all share a common conversation 